0: Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iHeart Radio or Apple Podcast. Click that subscribe button and leave a comment. Anyways, I got my guy Q in here. I'm your host Kyle Cognatori and what's up Q?
1: what's going on man well first off before we get started i want to congratulate you on having a beautiful baby girl so congratulations and welcome to fatherhood i am not there yet but
0: i do plan to be there one day i appreciate you man uh sorry to all the listeners for the hiatus um yes a daughter threw a kink in our show for a while hopefully we can get back to a a, a regular programming um but yes, thank you, Q. I really appreciate that. Thank you, my guy.
1: So no what's problem. up? A lot, man. We, uh, we got a lot of news going on, you know, not only is, uh, you know, the NBA is coming back, you know, we have a date for that. Finally, you know, NFL's rolling, college football's rolling. Um, we have a new president in office. I mean, it's a lot, a lot of things going on, man. It's a lot of things going on. And, uh, you know, we're just grateful to have
0: you know positivity going on, and you know, looking forward to moving forward. the The world is trending in the right direction, which is very nice. I agree, man. I could, I could only agree. Well, let's let's bring it right up. Uh, you said we have a date finally for the NBA, December twenty second, right? Yep. What are you thinking?
1: Uh, I like it. Honestly, I don't think so. Just because, you know, one, the bubble lasted so long and a lot of the players that weren't in that bubble, you know, situation, they, they didn't have the same opportunities as the the teams that were invited, you know, everyone didn't get invited there. And, you know, now I'm sure they're all anxious to play. And it's, uh, it's nice because they have something to look forward to much sooner than anyone anticipated. I think I was hearing some rumors about, you know, maybe uh, after January 1 and stuff like that. And it's like, hey, the sooner we can get basketball back, you know, the more, more fun we're going to have and more entertainment we're going to have. Because, you know, I feel like at some point you can only watch so much football now that baseball's over, too.
0: You know, I actually really love the startup date, and I hope it stays that way because I think that December is a great time for them to start because it's not overlapping with the NFL is bad. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of those beginning of the season games get left out because of football in college and in pros.
1: Yeah, I agree and um, I'm glad it's starting on the 22nd because that's right around the holiday time. It's it's right around the time you'll have a little more more time to, you know, kick back and relax a little bit and you know, Christmas is a couple of days after that. So, you know, normally we have the NBA, you know, Christmas games and stuff. So, you know, those will be highly anticipated and you know, they'll be fun to watch. It'll be entertaining, man, and you know, due to COVID, you know, we all can't get together, but I'm sure we can all still be entertained by yeah. something.
0: I hope so. I'm really excited for that because I do look forward to the Christmas games every year. Um, The only thing that bums me out is when you see stuff like LeBron saying, I'm going to be cherry-picking the whole first half of the season. You're like, I need the best player of the game to be on his A game. (laughs) Well, I mean,
1: uh, at least the bright side of that, if that was the the truth, um, LeBron is a very exciting, fast break dunker. So if he were to cherry-pick, I'm sure we'd get some uh, NBA All-Star weekend-type dunks throughout the entire first half, which he would have plenty of energy for because he wouldn't be playing defense, really. I like that hot take, Q. I like that hot take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's a, it's a good perspective to look at it from.
0: And then we got free agency starting on the 15th and the draft coming up. This is a, a different year because with the draft... I, and I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if we've ever had two potential playoff teams with the one or the number one overall pick and the number two overall pick who are both yeah. trying to trade it for another all star.
1: It's going to be a very uh, exciting next few weeks just because we don't know who's going to go where. You know, obviously the number one and two pick is up for grabs, you know. Wiseman Edwards ball you know they're all in the mix and it's like what fit is really going to be the best for each of those players it'll it'll be exciting to see and plus free agency is always you know
0: a special time so it's a it'll be very unique and there's a there's a lot of big names uh getting thrown around for possible trades uh I mean Ben Simmons Bradley Beal Devin Booker um Victor Aladipo uh, who else am I? Am I forgetting anybody else that's that's really big out there? Buddy Heald. Yeah,
1: I mean it's uh it's gonna be very interesting. I would love to see you know some of those guys, you know, leave where they're at, and not necessarily join forces, but at the end of the day, join forces with a competitor. You know, a team like Buddy Heald could really be a a piece that contributes to a, a playoff team that can make a run. With Sacramento, not so much. He's not. He's just not going to see the playoffs in Sacramento. They're young. You know, they they have some talent, but not enough to make that deep run. So, buddy, he- buddy healed in a different situation would be great. Same with a couple of those other players. All the Depot. That would be fun to watch somewhere else, maybe on a Western Conference team. You know, get him out the East. Send Buddy to the East. Send all the Depot to the West.
0: I think that would be great. I think I think, buddy. So this is a weird thing. I always I think about teams. This team actually happens to be your team, but the the San Antonio Spurs somehow they always end up with solid players. Even no matter how far they are in the draft, they always get somebody. And and a player that I feel like is a very San Antonio Spurs player is Devin Vassell, who I feel like might fall to them.
1: That would be a good pickup. I would not be mad at that at all. And I feel like. The Spurs organization, they, they do such a great job of, you know, finding players to not only fit the personnel that they have for the team, but to fit the scheme, you know, that are, are good individuals that aren't, you know, hotheads. And they always find good players and they always find great foreigners. Yeah. We always have some very really good foreigners like we had Tony, you know, we had Manu. Um we had Davis, Patty, uh Bertans patty mills yeah bertons is on the wizards doing decent now and it's like you know we find good players that fit the fit the scheme very well so i don't see them doing anything differently this year
0: what do you do personally you're the gm right now what are you doing if you cannot trade that number one or number two pick if you're number one who you taking
1: so number one is what the timberwolves Timberwolves. So it's it's really about the personnel, you know. I mean, you got Cat. So do you really need Wiseman? Like, yeah, that would be a good like four or five combo since he has the size and length. I think that would be an interesting piece. And even if they went with a a ball, like okay, they have another point guard. That's that's solid as well. Like either either way they go, they're gonna have good potential for long term. Like their team is gonna be very young. You know, they're going to have a young draft pick. Towns is still young. Um, Josh Okogie, he's still s- super young. Like, a lot of these players are young, and they're they're developing at a fast rate.
0: I don't, I don't hear you bring up Anthony Edwards.
1: Yeah, Anthony Edwards as well. Um, I think he's a good fit, but I, I don't see him fitting... I mean, I do. I see him fitting as well, but I feel like the Timberwolves would either go with, you know, a a Wiseman or a ball. Like, I mean, I feel like the two, three guard position is very interchangeable. And there's a lot of those, you know, there's a lot of point guards that can play the two as well. And there's a lot of small forwards that come and play the two. And, you know, it's a, a small ball type of league now. So it's like anyone can play the guard wing, really. It just depends on what lineup you got in. You can have three point guards in at the same time and you know two forwards and technically still have a small ball lineup. So it's uh it's interesting. I don't think they take the Edwards route,
0: but I guess we'll see. You know, I think uh I think personally ball is the most likely to become a superstar out of this group. But I also think he's the biggest risk for a bust. And I think that Wiseman is the safest pick. Even though he came out saying he wants nothing to do with Minnesota, I actually think he'd be an unreal fit because I actually think he has potential to have range, but he's very DeAndre Jordan-like game with the rim running and, and, and protecting. Like he, I like that part, and I feel like Cat likes to stay towards the top of the key. So, I mean, if you got a guy that's actually down there by the rim who can do that, it might open some things up. I agree.
1: I actually like that type of style just because how the new NBA is and, you know, this era of basketball, everything's evolving. So we got, you know, small ball. Okay. So if the Timberwolves do the Wiseman move, they can change the, you know, the interface of that evolution. They can go Towns and Wiseman big and then just dominate the paint. You know, Towns can step out and hit the shot. He likes to do that often. So while he's out there, you can still have Wiseman in the paint. Athletic, quick, shifty, can get the rebounds, can get the putbacks. He can shoot a little bit as well. Like if you do both of those, like you have to force the opposing team to match up to you now. Now, if they're getting killed in the paint, they can't play small ball. Like they can, but there's advantages and disadvantages
0: to that as well. See, I think you got to do it, change the game. I feel like yeah. he's such a prospect that can do, like you said, he can move around. He's not like that would, a Cousins who, you know, he's slow. Or Embiid, slow. Yeah. Like, this kid can actually move.
1: Like, that would change the game for Minnesota, and I think it would force so many other teams, not only divisional opponents but conference opponents as well, to change their entire game plan to fit what they have going on. Like, okay, if we have to worry about Towns down there posting up and then Wiseman out on the perimeter, vice versa – like, okay, we can't do what we're normally doing. Otherwise, teams are going to look like the Rockets from this year with no center in the game and just get out-rebounded most of the time. Yep.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm excited. Like,
1: like, when they played the Lakers, like, Rockets played the Lakers. They could not consistently get those boards because you got McGee, you got Dwight Howard, who's a beast in the paint, and then you got Anthony Davis still. Like, you're not – P.J. Tucker, he's a a true competitor. <laughs> he's a defensive guru but he's not out rebounding them not those big, it. on a consistent basis. He might get a few here and there with good position, but no, out of 10 to 15 rebounds, he'll get 3 to 4 on good bounces. Other than that, he's it's going to be too big of a physical toll on his body. He's not going to be able to shoot the corner 3. There's
0: no way. There's no way. And and, and you know what actually scares me too is um Say, say neither the Minnesota Timberwolves can make a trade, and, and Golden State can't either. If we take Ball, Golden State, Golden State should take Wiseman. But maybe they take that kid that Danny, I don't even know how to say his last name, the kid from overseas who's supposed to be really good. I know supposedly they really like that kid. But I think they'd be absolutely mad if they did not take Wiseman.
1: Shit. I mean, I would be too if you know <laughs> if the situation presented itself and it's like, hey, you got a kid who can be the athletic rim runner that you you need. You don't I mean, yeah, you don't need him, but would it be great to have someone that can do that? Like, I think it would be awesome for a Golden State team who's fast paced, he's young, like he fits right in. So if he doesn't get picked first, Golden State goes with Wiseman just because it it makes them that much more athletic you know he can guard multi-positions i think it'll be a good, good fit for him they don't need any more guards they got wiggins clay steph like that's majority of the offense right there like why would you need to bring in another guard for them they need to work on you know the the perimeter game not the perimeter inside interior game you know bring a couple bigs in to stretch the floor defend take care of the rim so Golden State goes Wiseman if he doesn't get picked up first.
0: Do you think there's any trades that will happen? Any any big time trades? That's
1: that's tough. It, it usually is a couple, you know, shockers every single year. Um I haven't really looked too much into the free agency market to see who else was available, but I think there'll be some some moves. I mean, Chris Paul, there's rumors, you know, oh, him you. going to LA and stuff like that, so I find that very intriguing. I'd I'd like to see him go somewhere else and win. It's tough seeing him make it to the conference finals every single year. And you know, it's he can't get over that hump, but you know, he's a competitor. He's gonna he's gonna find a way. I think he'll get onto the team. That'll be tough though, because if we bring this back uh almost a year, if he goes to the Lakers I think it was the first game of the year, or it was either Christmas last year where him and Rondo got into that fight. Rondo's yep. still on the Lakers. So, what, are they going to kiss and make up? Or
0: They said Rondo's <laughs> about to be a Clipper. That's the rumor. He's going to be a. What? Yeah, they they said the Clippers are all out trying to sign him. I mean, that,
1: that wouldn't be wrong. Like, he wouldn't have a far move, he wouldn't have to move at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean playoff rondo's pretty tough, man, but i mean c p three is that deal
1: for <laughs> sure <laughs> you gotta you gotta take a a guy like him
0: man yeah i i I don't know dude i'm I'm really excited. my favorite part of the season actually is with free agency and draft. I like seeing how the teams get switched up, and then obviously playoffs once we hit playoffs, I'm all back in. So what do you, what do you think, what's your what's your college football experience been like right now? We haven't touched much on it. I mean a lot of a lot of gopher fans are very sad. We started off uh one and two. We finally got a win today. Um it's been pretty rough.
1: Um, so I've been watching some games. It's been very I guess unique as far as, you know, some of the games that are going on, some of the scores. Uh, Just the play itself, it's it's still really different seeing some of these stadiums without a, you know, packed environment. But, you know, I'm just happy it's going on. I'm happy those guys are able to, you know, participate and, you know, live out their their dreams of, you know, everything they've worked for and, you know, just be out there with their teammates. Because I was listening to all the smoke earlier today. They dropped an episode, I believe, last night with Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. and he was talking about just how strict the, the COVID policy is, you know, with the NFL. And it's like, they want you to, you know, not be with any group larger than three individuals. And it's like majority of them, you know, just go to practice, go home. That's what you're you know, required to do. And it's like, you know, you have to really cherish the time that you have with your teammates. Cause that's most likely 99% of the time, that's all you're going to have an opportunity to be with. Because, you know, COVID, you know, you can't go out and hang out like you used to with friends and family. And it's like, you know, you got to cherish those that time with the, the teammates that you know putting work in with and, you know, take advantage of that. Because, you know, our living situations are not the same.
0: Do you think that, uh, I mean, because we know you're a very avid gambler and you have these great picks. How crazy has it been to pick college sports? because of COVID? Do you feel like you really know the teams as well as you have in the past? Uh,
1: Not so much, you know. It's uh, it's a little different just because I do know that environment plays a huge factor in uh, a lot of the the games that are being played, like the rivalry games and stuff like that. And it's, you know, if you don't have those fans to really cheer you on and, you know, get excited, it's, it's a little different probably between those lines. So um, as far as on the betting aspect, I think it's a little tougher just because you're not getting as much film on some of these teams. Like there's teams that are just playing their first and second game of the season, and there's teams that are already eight games in. So it's like, all right, well, how do you play the lines when they're so, I guess, biased towards average point totals, points against when they only play two games? Or they've played eight. You know, it's like you have a lot of variables in between those lines. So it's more so just, I guess, choosing wisely and, you know, going off a past history, whether a team played well season before whether they lost starters injuries who's in or out for covid and it's it's a lot of intangibles that you have to really pay attention to but i try not to get too deep into the the college as much as nfl well
0: i i I mean we'll just tap in it real quick just because we know a lot of gopher fans listen to this um unfortunately it looks like the defense is really missing some starters we lost you know that graduated last year went into the draft or left early um Antoine Winfield was a stud and he's right now killing it for the Bucs and I definitely think on offense we really miss Tyler Johnson another kid who's with the Bucks. but hopefully they start rolling because we all need something to cheer for out here our Vikes are kind of letting us down so let's get the Gophers rolling
1: <laughs> so speaking of the Vikes uh, I do want to talk about that last week performance that they had so I was uh I was unaware of, you know, how much wind was going on in Green Bay. And was, I had a,
0: I 20 to 50-mile-per-hour winds or something.
1: Yeah, I had a first-half uh, bet with the Packers, minus three-and-a-half first half, and I believe it was a tie game going into halftime, and they literally couldn't stop each other the first half. It was yeah. like, okay, pa- Packers scored, Vikings scored, Packers scored, Vikings scored. And then that was literally the first half. I don't think there was, there might've been one punt or something yeah. like that. Like it was just so tight. And the ball was, was continuously on the ground clock kept running. I was like, okay, third <laughs> down. If the pack, if the Packers get this stop, they kick a field goal. Worst case scenario they they win the half by four. Didn't happen. Dalvin cook went beast mode and destroyed all my hopes. And I was sad the entire Sunday.
0: You know, it's really weird, though. Those two teams, we always seem to trade off back and forth. We'll win at Lambeau. They'll beat us here. It's like it's the weirdest thing. It's pretty rare that either side gets swept. And it's usually it seems that they go and and lose on their own home turf. But then they win on the road. It's very, very weird. Um, But obviously, the win definitely played a role. And the Vikes were able to play the game they wanted to play, ground and pound. I think a lot of Vikes fans were very sad. I think we've been in tank for Trevor mode for quite a while. But it does always feel good to beat the Packers. And now basically we just gotta win out.
1: <laughs> good luck with that. I can see a seven and nine finish. Yeah. I mean that's that's the way Dalvin was playing, I mean, it's just incredible just how he runs. You know, he, he gets downhill, he keeps the legs pumping and He's he's a fun running back to watch, man. I I really had a lot of fun watching Zeke in his prime, and it's like injuries. Our O-line is being tearing apart with injuries, and it's like I really can't even tune into Cowboy games anymore just (laughs) because it's, it's not the same. Like, when you have most of your best players out there, it's not the same, although we weren't really doing too much with those guys out there. But as a fan you obviously want to see your best players playing and just this year, what I've seen from Zeke is not the same from what I saw from him his first two
0: years. You know, it's like, you know, I think, I think a lot of that, the tough part for that is, you know, losing Dak point blank period, that screws up your whole offense off the bat. And then on top of that, like you said, they've had injuries to their offensive line, which was the best line in football. So when you take away that, I mean, Zeke got drafted into probably the greatest situation a running back could be drafted into. You know what I mean? He, he literally got the same exact role that Emmitt Smith had when Emmitt Smith came into the league with the, rest, or the best offensive line in football for 10 years. You know, and back then it was a time where you didn't lose players. They didn't leave in free agency like they do now. Um, but I, hopefully Andy Dalton figures it out for you. I know he's still in the concussion protocol, but I I do think that he's capable of at least making that offense look decent if they figure out how to get it going. I I definitely know your third and fourth string quarterback, one that was just on the practice squad with the Browns last week, is not the answer. They should be doing everything they can to trade for Jameis. He might throw 30 picks, but at least you'll see 30 touchdowns. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think – I think Jameis kind of went into that situation, you know, in New Orleans as a, you know, learning, grow type of thing, just because he's, he's learning behind, you know, uh, a hall of fame quarterback and Drew Brees. And I think he's really soaking in that opportunity. And once Drew's gone, he steps into that role. Uh, Him and Michael Thomas would be a pretty nice duo. Yeah, anyone in Michael Thomas for that fact, you know, and it's like shit. Well, if you if you have the opportunity to learn from someone who's, you know, on the top charts for passing yards and completions and all the other accolades he's up there for, and shit, take the year and learn from them, and that use that to develop your own skills, and when you come back, we should see a brand
0: new you. I still think if they would have made that pulled that trigger before the deadline, that it would have been. Like, you, you might see Dallas could have won their division. You know what I mean? They're really not that far back. Eagles are, what, two and two and one or something like that? What are they? they I don't think they're over 500. Yeah. They might be. But I mean, I the Eagles, like a game the, the game. Giants, the Redskins, and Dallas, they're all terrible.
1: Yeah, I think they're like a game and a half in front of the Cowboys now that they beat them last weekend. But they, I mean, yeah. it's. It's tough. I wouldn't even want to see this group of guys win the division. Honestly, I don't know, man. If you
0: can win the <laughs> division, that's pretty
1: damn easy. As sad as that sounds, I don't want to see the group of guys that's out there win the the, the division.
0: Okay, fair enough. That's
1: just a lot of that's just a lot of bad football to watch.
0: The defense
1: yeah. is played piss poor. The offense is super injured. It's just – it's a tough time right now for us Cowboy fans, but, you know, we can, we're can, we getting through it.
0: only way through it is through it. <laughs> and bringing it back, we just missed uh, – on Thursday, the Packers smacked the Niners. We got some interesting ball games coming up. Seahawks versus the Bills. Is Josh Allen going to bounce back? Bills' offenses look pretty rough. Seahawks are down to their fourth string running back. I think DJ Dallas um mm-hmm. Ravens versus the Colts which is supposed to be the number 1 and number 2 defense or number their top 3 defense in the NFL. Um personally think the Ravens are going to run all over them. But we'll see. Do uh, oh, yeah. you so, think so too? Some beautiful lines. I see a couple
1: ones, a couple beautiful lines. What are you thinking? So we have uh, of course that game right there. I think the. The Ravens. Roll over the Colts.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: the line. The, the line is only one and a half. I don't understand. The offense for the Ravens. Is just. I I know Vegas knows. What they're talking about. But one and a half. That's, that's pretty low for. A high powered offense like the Ravens. I mean the Colts aren't bad. But. I don't think Phillip Rivers can get it done against Lamar.
0: I think the Colts' defense is, on paper, just statistically looking much better than it is because they haven't really played anybody. When you haven't really played anybody, it's hard to get rocked. And a team that likes to rock people are the Ravens. You know, they, almost, they almost beat the Steelers last week, and that's the best team in football right now, on paper. I, I agree. I so, think the Ravens come out and just smack them right in the mouth and run all over them. They might they might throw two pass TDs, but only throw for 96 yards through the air because they're going to probably run for 250 rushing yards.
1: Yeah, so I I see the I take the Ravens minus one and a half. That's
0: a uh, that's the play of the week. Another, another game that I think you might like, and I'd actually like to hear the line, uh, the Texans-Jags, you know, the Texans, they have to start winning games because they, are, they don't have their first and second-round pick at the end of this year. So it would be beneficial for them to win games so that they're not giving away a top-five, top-ten pick. Because right now, if they just if the season ends right now, they're going to miss out on some of the best talent in the league. You know what I mean? That's coming in. Um, And obviously, the Dolphins would love that from that Loremi Tunzel uh, deal. But, I mean, the Jags, I think, are going with their third-string quarterback over Mike Lennon because they got Minshew, the mustache, sitting out.
1: Yeah, so I see the the line right now for the Texans-Jags, and they have the Texans minus seven. So not necessarily a game that I would want to touch. Um, I thought it'd be closer. Yeah, I mean the Texans—they're—they're—they're they're, they're capable of covering that, but I mean, AFC South—I don't think that's a division I'd wanna—I'd wanna wager on.
0: I thought it'd be a lot closer. I thought it'd be like a two and a half or three. You would um, think, but yeah.
1: seven's pretty—that's pretty wide, but especially in Jacksonville, so. Um. Pfft. If I had to I would I would take that I would I would take the Texans just because okay. I think their offense is better than Jacksonville's defense and I think Houston's defense can maintain Jacksonville's offense especially for the game
0: the Bears and the Titans game is another interesting one as well um, Bears somehow keep churning out ugly wins the Titans around and, are on the and covers.
1: Yeah, I think they're undefeated at the spread. So they're they're usually either winning by the spread amount or they're losing within
0: the spread amount. So they're all their games are close, really. And the Titans, I think just lost Davin clowney who's going to have a little knee surgery. I know they just traded for a, a cornerback with the Chargers, uh King, Desmond King. And then on top of that, they cut I believe Jonathan Joseph. Um, so, I mean, they shook some stuff up on defense. I believe they just got a Dory Jackson back, but I think Jadavia and Clowney, and they just cut Vic Beasley. I mean, yeah, there's a a lot of stuff they got going on over there. And I could see this being a, a game where the bears surprise people.
1: Well, I see the spread six and a half for Tennessee. So... Uh, I, I mean, they've been covering a lot, so I wouldn't even mind taking. the thing about Chicago is their offense. It's so iffy, like they, yeah, they play well at times. Like, I don't know if you caught the new Orleans saints game, but they had good offense for majority of the game. Like Nick Foles was making some good passes. The receivers were getting open, getting some touchdown catches and. You know, it's like if you can do that consistently, then yeah, you'll cover the spread. But if you can't, you know, get down the field and get into field goal range at least, and you're going three and outs on back to back to back possessions, like you're not going to put points up. Their games that's is just so ugly. Another reason why a lot of their games are unders under yeah. totals.
0: Their so. games are so ugly. Then you got that the Chiefs Panthers. The Chiefs should just destroy the Giants Skins. You actually hope the Giants win a game here. You just feel bad for them. But then again, you feel bad for the Skins, too. The Skins got a really good up-and-coming defense. Um, we got the Lions and Vikes. They were a little nervous that Matthew Stafford wasn't going to be able to play because he was in contact with somebody who had COVID. If he, had, he he was taken off the COVID list today, but I think he still has to pass one more test tomorrow to officially be able to play. But as of right now, they plan on him playing. Um. I don't know, Matt Stafford against the Vikes in the fourth quarter, somehow he always figures shit out. I don't like playing against Matt. I don't like playing against anybody. He's a
1: baller. He's he's definitely a baller. Like, he, I don't know, they they never have the greatest team, but somehow he always keeps his team in arm's reach. You know, it's like they always have a chance at the end of the game to tie, win, you know, it's always a one. Possession game. Maybe two possession game in the yeah. fourth quarter, and he, he always strikes a comeback. So this don't... week
0: he's got no Galladay.
1: Yeah, uh, I would I would take the Vikes this weekend. That's uh well done this weekend tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So what my, minus three and a half Vikings? Yeah, I think they I think they
0: win by seven. Then we got the Broncos and Falcons. The Falcons should easily dust the Broncos, but they are. The worst I, fourth quarter team in the league
1: I agree um the Falcons they played really good against the Panthers and I think they're better than what their record shows uh, you know exactly. Julio is out for a little bit and they can put together some good football games if they get clicking you know if they start off good early usually if Matt Ryan starts off good early Julio starts off early that opens up the offense for the rest of the players. Um, I, th- I think defense would be able to, to maintain, and I think they win by, you know, they win by 10.
0: I think I Raheem see. Morris is trying to get another chance at a head coaching job. So I think he's going to do everything he can to try to get some more dubs. Yeah. Because if you turn sure. around that train wreck that Dan Quinn handed to him, I think he's going to get a lot of looks in the offseason. Or he might even stay with the Falcons. Who knows? You know what I mean? Then we got the Raiders and Chargers. Uh,
1: I will take the Raiders on that. The Chargers are not impressive to me. They, they, they've won some games, but I think the Raiders are up and coming, and they're, they're a good football team. They're,
0: they're, they're on their way. I feel like the Chargers are packing it up. I think Joey Bosa is actually out tomorrow. And, again, they just traded Desmond King. And yep. Keenan Allen's questionable with an illness he just got today. Um Herbert looks Raider. really great, and he he does a lot of flashy plays, but somehow at the end of the game, he always loses it. He'll do a lot of great things until the very end, and then all of a sudden it slips away. Every week that I watch their games, it's what it seems like. Yeah,
1: Raiders minus one for sure. Okay.
0: Then we got the Steelers and the that. boys. I mean, the boys should just forfeit and just pack it up. I don't even think we should see, talk about that game.
1: This line is 14 and a half points. 14 and a half. This is the largest line in the NFL this week. Like, the Patriots versus the Jets Monday night is nine and a half, and the Jets are terrible. Your Cowboys are not going to have Zeke come I know, I know uh, 14 and a half, though, that's a ah, that's a lot of points. I know the Steelers are number one in the NFL right now, but I think this this red wine that I'm drinking right now says take the 14 and a half points with the Cowboys.
0: I think you're crazy, bro. They got a four-string quarterback playing tomorrow. That boy's going to get waxed. I feel bad for them. He might, he might die tomorrow. He might, we might see a player die on the field tomorrow. He doesn't need to throw the ball. He just needs to hike it and hand it off. I feel very, very bad for that man. I bet he's laying in bed right now. I bet he won't even sleep tonight.
1: To all the listeners, I am not taking
0: the Cowboys plus tonight. <laughs> we got the Dolphins and the Cardinals tomorrow. Flores is actually be... quite well with the Dolphins. Cliff Kingsbury. That'll be yeah, that'll saying? be
1: that'll be a good one. That'll be a good one. I was uh, impressed from Tua's uh debut and honestly, it's uh that's a tough one. I think I think it hits the over 49 yeah. points. I think that's going to be a high-scoring
0: game. Rumor As is offenses. Rumor is the Do- the Dolphins sat Fitzmagic because they want to see if they have something in Tua because they truly believe the Texans pick will be a top five pick and they want to know if they need to draft Justin Fields or Trey Lance if Tua's hip isn't really healed or is not really the real deal. So he might get Josh Rosen. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm
1: not too sure about that. That would be a very unique take. um I'm hoping Tua is healthy and proves, you know, he is what he was supposed to be when he left Alabama. I mean, the kid has great IQ. It just gonna take a little while for him to get accustomed to the the NFL. And he's 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 done a great job so far. I mean, his debut, he you know he had some his first passing touchdown. He's he looked comfortable back there, so. I think week by week he'll continue to get better,
0: and he survived Aaron Donald. I mean your first game that's who you're going up against that's pretty scary. Aaron Donald's got to be the scariest guy in the n f l and then he won on top of that, so well, it does help when your your special teams, your defense are giving you touchdowns. I mean Tua did not have to do too much. It was very much like his Alabama days. He just had to show up
1: yeah he was uh it was interesting because the Rams were favored by three points and prior to that game i was like is this a joke like (laughs) the rams are favored by three and they're playing the dolphins like we all know the dolphins haven't been the the high-powered you know juggernaut offensive team but when i saw the rams i'm like this is probably uh a line that was you know maybe a little messed up but the score showed otherwise so you know, I was happy I didn't wager on it because my mind was telling me to take the Rams. Like, oh, this is a no-brainer. This is an easy one. But then again, that's how Vegas gets you. Tua's you, debut. You've been
0: on the wrong side of the fix, baby.
1: Yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> so I didn't touch that game, and you know, Tua showed out, showed up, and showed out. Yeah.
0: And then we got the Saints and the Bucks. They're rematch. I'm excited. That will be a, game.
1: That will be a great game. I remember in week one. I had a teaser that was going and pretty much for everyone who doesn't know what a teaser is, you are given points towards your favor. And I, I tease the Buccaneers from being the, they were the underdog. I think they were plus three. And I tease them to plus nine. And I was like, okay, Tom Brady coming out, you know, he's gonna, you know, hold it down. It should be a one possession game or Worst come to worst, they they win. So that was my last game of my fir- my teaser for week one. And I think they lost by like eleven or thirteen and I missed out on like nine hundred bucks, but
0: whatever. I'm uh I'm curious because Marshawn Adamore does pretty darn good against Mike Evans, but it's also gonna be the first game that Antonio Brown is back. And I think he that, applied right into the Chris Godwin spot.
1: Yeah, that's actually true. Uh, He's back. They're at home. They're favored by four and a half. Um, I don't know if Michael Thomas is playing or not.
0: Any news on that? Michael Thomas is supposedly playing. Alvin Kamara is supposedly playing. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is supposed to be back. Drew Brees is supposed to be playing, but Drew Brees has a shoulder injury. And right now the big talk of the town is – Mike Evans had an ankle injury, a high ankle injury, and he had a hamstring injury. Mike Thomas had an ankle injury and a hamstring injury. Mike Thomas missed seven games. Mike Evans has played every game. So the the big thing is, how is this guy not doing what Mike Evans is doing? So I'm hoping we see some some fireworks tomorrow. I hope we also have a really good game from Antonio Brown. AB is actually living with Tom Brady with Gazelle and – and the boys and I actually hope this kid comes back and and we see some awesome football tomorrow. Yo, I'm really excited for that game. Just
1: just know if there's an Antonio Brown prop bet tomorrow, that is the one to take. Tom Brady is going to look for him. Yeah. He is going to look for him and make a statement. The secondary for New Orleans is isn't all that great. And Antonio Brown has something up his sleeve. He's been sitting out but I was reading an article that he came into the practice facility ready in shape in game shape. Like he's been training every day and I'm excited to watch the Sunday night football game because I know he's, he's going to make something happen. Just know if he gets into that end zone, that dance is going to be crazy.
0: And supposedly he's really good with the helmet. <laughs> they let him pick this year as well as his feet are from the cryogenic chamber. So I think he's ready to go. I think he knows his last chance to really do anything in the league. And I think Bruce Arians let him know, like, hey, man, you you better get in line and we're going to cut you. So I I know his contract's not much. He's basically playing on the minimum. So he's playing this year to hopefully get another contract next year. And And I'm just
1: because – yeah, just because that's the situation, I think he's going to come in this – rest of the season with his head on straight he's living with Tom like that's just the perfect situation for him where he has some guidance not only on the field but mentally as well to help him out with all the stuff he's been through and also still going through but I think he's he's ready I think he's ready on the the physical side of course and I think he's ready mentally because he's had a lot of time off to think about you know all the actions that have you know, been in front of him and, you know, I think he has a lot of stress to just relief and he's going to get some receptions. He's going to get some yards. He's going to get into the end zone once or twice. So take the points,
0: Buccaneers. Uh, I'm looking for 10 receptions, a hundred, hundred plus yards in one of two TDs. I'd really like to see that out of AB. I, I think, I think it is possible.
1: He's I'm very high it, on A B.
0: Well, uh, our our last one is with Mr. Belichick versus Adam Gase. Uh the Pats and the Jets. Monday night football. Yeah. I mean, you don't even want this is another game you can just tune out. You know the Pats should dust them. I don't know. You said it was nine, right? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah. It's, take
1: the take the points. <laughs> the, the the Jets The Jets are not a good football team I know Cam Newton hasn't been playing well But this is going to be his bounce back game And get his confidence back 10 points shouldn't be a lot That's two scores The Jets offense they struggle to get into the end zone You know They they struggle to get in the field goal range I just don't see them getting there enough And I, and... Think, the Patri- I think the Patriots Can outscore them By 17 minimum
0: and Sam Darnold's out tomorrow. It's going to be Joe Flacco again, but he will have Jamison Crowder and Rashad Perriman back.
1: Yeah, you can take the the alternate spread and even you know push the line up to minus 12.5, minus, minus 13. This will be a two-touchdown game for sure.
0: Well, that was the wrap of our show this week. Q, it was good to see you. I'm glad we were able to get back in, my man. It was a lot of fun, as always. Certainly,
1: man appreciate you appreciate it love love being here love it it's it's the
0: best i'll see you next week